Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sith and Bricks. It's been a while. Yeah, we've been busy. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you just gotta take a break and reevaluate where things are, see where you want to take things, uh, understand what's going on, plan for some other things. Yeah, we just had a lot going on. Why today we are skimming the intro and going straight to the good stuff? Yeah, today we're going to we're going to do some Lego stuff at the end. Although today is mainly a Disney episode. Yeah, today is more Disney than anything else. It is a little bit of a grab bag at the end here. We're going to talk about some mocks and uh, at least one one Lego set. Yeah, one stuff. Lego set. We got one Lego set. We're going to talk about over here. So we're going to get this thing kicked off and see if I can do this without completely messing it up. So, okay. And there we are. There we are. Yeah. So we were talking. So last time we were at Disney was in 2012. 2012. That is correct. And we went to Disneyland in Anaheim in California. And you were, this was nine and a half years ago. So you were about... Four, uh, I think. Yeah, four. Yeah, you're about four. four. So, it was in a it was a fun trip. We were actually living, I think, in Texas at the time, and we drove from from the Dallas area all the way out to Anaheim to do this. And uh, you were stoked. Yeah. You were absolutely stoked, and that is little Aiden. Uh, on we had this was the first morning, I believe, and we were on our way to. Uh, uh we're on our way to the park we did not stay in a disney hotel we stayed outside the park and we took the little uh shuttle bus and hey zach how's it going uh yes and we are uh, we're definitely getting into that hard, yeah. hard and heavy today we don't want to be super we try not to try not to be negative on this channel but there's just some things that I, yeah, there's some things about this as a parent and trying to plan this for a family of four. And actually there's nine of us going. So, um, but just for our immediate family, just planning for a, pl a family of four is just insane. So yeah, this is on the bus on the way in and you were super stoked. And one of the reasons you were stoked because this ride, this was the first, I believe either the first or second day that it was available. It had just, they had just finished it at Disneyland and it did not work the entire five days we were there. Yeah. We didn't get to go on it one time. It was broke down the entire time we were there. That said, everything else was wide open. Mm -hmm. I mean, we really didn't have any other issues with rides other than this one. So it was really, uh, it was a bummer the way that we didn't get to do this one, but man, um, this was one of the ones, cause at the time this, this, I think it was cars i think it was the first cars in 2012 right um was the first one or the second one i think it was i think it was, it was the first one. i think it was the first one because yeah. we did the, we did we actually did a route 66 trip because of this movie and then second one came out like i want to say 2015 through 2017 and then 2019 you, through you might be right you yeah, might be right team for the third and final one i'm guessing yeah so this one everybody got to take a lot of pictures in front of but nobody actually got to uh go on the ride and uh you were quite excited about aladdin here uh your brother i think he's just thinking about it a little bit however you were not as excited about goofy um 
Goofy scared you a little, it looks like. It looked like you're trying to get away from Goofy. I mean, he is big. I mean, look at him. He's like nine foot. Anyway, this this was a lot of fun. This trip was a lot of fun. And a lot of, for us as a family, a lot of the fun we have is uh, actually the trip itself, not just the destination. So this was, this was good times. So we're going to get into the, uh, the current trip. And as I was planning this, and I understand that we're in the state, at least for the last 18 months, we've had to deal with um, cooties. Can I say cooties? Um, we've had to deal with the cooties for the last 18 months. That shouldn't get, we shouldn't get in trouble if I say cooties. No. We've been dealing with the cooties for the last 18 months, and we understand that. So there's a little bit of, um, there's some different rules in place. But my goodness, um, when I was at Disney World, and even at Disneyland, I think, fast pass was free um you put in your ticket if you wanted to go to haunted mansion you put it in within like an hour they gave you a time you could poke around that area get some food come back and get on the ride you didn't have to know every single thing you wanted to do that day um it was really cool the lines yes sometimes lines were long sometimes lines weren't long depending on what day of the year you were there uh but you know, you kind of had an expectation that it was Disney and, you, you know, I don't know. I think the longest I ever waited for anything was an hour uh, because we typically didn't go like the first day something opened. I think this cars thing was an exception. So, you know, and I, I put this up here because this was talking about what Walt really thought of of Disney when he created it. The idea of Disneyland is a simple one. It'd be a place for people to find happiness and knowledge. It'd be a, a place for parents and children to share pleasant times and one another's company, a place for teachers and people to discover greater ways of understanding and education. Here, the older generation can recapture the nostalgia of days gone by and the younger generation can savor the challenge of the future. That's all great and I, nothing there I disagree with if they can afford it that's the thing that you have to tag on to the end of it because as i've gotten older and i've been going to disney since probably the early 80s if not the late 70s and it has progressively gotten worse and worse and worse to where uh, a family of four can barely afford to go for a day and that doesn't even include travel and, and hotel so we're going to take a trip down um we're going to take a trip through what we're going through as we plan through some of this and kind of gripe a little bit and uh, kind of go down that little bit of a rabbit hole here because I, it, it, some of it's just really frustrating. And as much as I'm looking forward to going to the park, just the pre-planning has been incredibly frustrating. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. And I'm gonna mute it because it's dropping into music and I don't wanna get dinged for the music, so. Disney, why? Why? It's not like you're not making enough money. Yeah. So one of the things that stood out to me is uh, 
just how expensive it is. And one of the things over and over and over you start finding in this this one article in the insiders, people who make under 75,000 per year were most eager to visit Disney, but it's also unaffordable for them. Um, talking about uh, insider previously reported that a five day Disney trip for the average family of four, it cost about $6,033, including $2,613 in tickets for, um, for a, a four night stay in a family suite at one of the park's budget hotels for $2,617. And the lowest cost dining plan is $1,100. This doesn't include out on expenses, air travel, transportation, parking, merchandise, or any other extras. This is just to get in the park, have a place to stay, eat and ride, nothing else. And that's, that's a lot. It really is for a family of four. Um, especially now, and I guess what frustrates me the most is going through the cooties over the last 18 months that instead of trying to make it better for people, Disney's opted to raise the prices. And I know people out there are going to go, oh, well, they're not raising prices. The ticket prices are the same. They've raised prices. They've done it in a very slick way with this Genie Plus thing. And they've taken something away that was free and replaced it with something you have to pay for. And I'll show you that here in a second. Speaking of Genie Plus, so it's this new app within an app that you get on your phone. I think I have it on my phone. Yeah, it's um a Disney World app. Yeah, it's the uh, it's 50th the anniversary. Yeah, it's Disney. the Disney World app, and it is integrated into into the Disney World app. So it's not so when you first launch the app, it you know it asks you a bunch of different questions. What do you do? What do you want to do? And as you scroll through it, it there's the most frustrating about this app, and I've been writing apps for 20 plus years, is this thing is as intuitive as a rock, or it just makes no sense. Like, as you flip through it on the very first page, it's set up like you're reading articles, but like each one of these is, is, has some importance to it. The first one being my, you know, my plans. And then you go, the next one you see is like showtimes, virtual cues. Disney photo plat, but it, it's like, you can scroll all the way down to the bottom and you've got, uh, where was it? There's information down here, getting ready for your next trip, holiday shopping. But so you, you would tap into this and you end up in this weird, like, what do I do next mode? If you go into the settings and you go to my genie day and you want to plan something for like when you get there, that's not possible. You have to do it the day you get there. And in front some of this stuff, and we'll get to this in a minute, you, you can literally only do it when the park opens at 9 a.m. You can't reserve it before then if you're not staying in the park. If you're staying in the park, you can reserve it at 7 a.m. Like if you're staying at a Disney hotel. But if you're not staying in a Disney hotel, you have to wait two hours after everyone else has already reserved it that's staying at the Disney hotels. So if you want first preference on some of these rides, that's what you have to do. And then if you don't, you have to wait in the queue. Now, what's the queue going to be like? I don't know. Uh, I know that there's been uh, some of the YouTubers, the Disney YouTubers that have been out there, you know, they're waiting in line for a very short period of time. And then there's been other ones that the line was two hours long. And I know that you've poked, you've pulled this thing up and tried to look at the hours on some of these. And one of them was 180 minutes. 
Yeah, um, two days ago, the Rise of the Resistance ride was at 220 minutes, apparently. Uh, and Rise of the Resistance, I'm going to get to that here in a second, too, because that's another thing that kind of irks me. So we went from Fast Pass, which was free for all the rides, to now they've got this Genie, Genie and Genie Plus program that they claim is personalized, made easy, and spontaneous. I, I would agree it's, it can be personalized, made easy. I absolutely disagree with. This is as frustrating as it gets. You have to get up. Get on your phone like you were trying to buy Lego at midnight when it first went on sale and keep hitting the refresh button to see if you can get in in some cases. And in some cases, I've had people go that couldn't get in. So you have to wait for the next available time slot. And once you've booked that one thing, you can't book again for two hours, right? Yeah, the next 120 minutes. Yeah, it, or yeah, 120. It, it's like, what? So... It's basically, as far as I'm concerned, and we've never been super negative on this channel. We try not to be. We make a concerted effort not to be. But this this is just ridiculous because this is a concerted effort just to, to grab. It's a money grab from people that in a lot of places. You know, there's a lot of people that just can't afford this. So what you have on the screen right now is the, the Lightning Lane attractions at launch. So with Genie Plus, which costs $15 a day per person, you can schedule, and this is this this infuriates me. You already have to, because of the cooties, this is what they're saying. You have to, when you buy your tickets, you have to book and make a reservation for the park you're gonna go to, and you have to go to it on that day. Previously, you could buy a one park ticket for four days, and you could show up, you could go to Epcot on day one, you know, go home that night or go to your hotel that night. Everybody have a chat. Did we get enough? Did we get enough of Epcot? No, we didn't get enough of Epcot. Okay, we'll go back tomorrow. We'll use our one, you know, our one pass for tomorrow is Epcot. No, not anymore. You have to schedule all four days of all four tickets for every person in your party. Then, in addition to that scheduling, and this is what gets me about being flexible, being garbage, you have to not only schedule your day at the park, then you have to schedule every one of the rides. If you want to, if, if you want, and again, if you want to get in the standby lane, you can, but most people were at least back when we were going, would just get their ticket and, you know, go to, go to the, uh, the fast pass. Cause it was, it was easy. It was, it was convenient. We didn't have to schedule everything we did and we didn't have to go through and make all these reservations. So for your $15 a day, you can go through the list at these different parks. The list on the top is what you get for your $15 a day. However, that does not include rides like the Seven Dwarfs Mine, Space Mountain, Frozen Ever After, Remy's Adventure, Rise of the Resistance. So essentially all the popular rides. Those you get the pleasure of paying even more for. So if you're not infuri infuriated enough that you had to pay $130 per person to get into the park and then pay for your hotel and your food for a family of four, which is $200 a day on average, two to 250 is what I read. Now to ride Rise of the Resistance, if you don't want to wait in the line, which as you said, can be up to a hundred and you know, something minute wait or two hour wait, you, you have, you can pay. And I have yet to see anybody say it costs any less than this. 
but it says up to $15. Well, every time I've seen somebody on YouTube go to Rise of the Resistance, it was 15 bucks, which means for a family of four, you're gonna pay $60 to ride one ride one time. And that to me is just disgusting. I'm sorry, I think Disney Disney's making a huge mistake. And I realize that the competition for this park isn't really that great. But uh, right down the road at Universal, they're still using a, a very similar fast pass system to what they were doing before. And it works great. And um, I'd like to add one more thing. Not only that, but it seems like more recently anyway, Universal has actually started doing better at making the certain parks. Yeah, the rides are actually, yep, they're more interactive. That Harry Potter world, from what we've seen, we haven't actually been there, but everything we've seen online and everything that we've watched on YouTube, it looks way more interactive than the new Disney park or the new Star Wars land that they created. Um, if you can't hit Rise of the Resistance and you don't go to the... Falcon. The Falcon. There's no reason to go. The, you're you're basically shopping, and the, I, I get it. They want people to buy stuff, but you know this is. I'm I'm not pleased with this at all, and I'm not the only one. The reviews on this have been horrendous. I've yet I've seen very few people actually happy about this thing, and there's you know there's several reasons for it. But again, just for what's on on the on the screen right now. You can start booking at 7 a.m. You can try to book it if you're in a resort, a Disney resort. And I should have put Disney. But if you're in a Disney resort, you can start booking at 7 a.m. If you're not, the rest of us, you know, that either can't afford a Disney resort or don't don't want to pay those outrageous prices, you can start booking at 9 a.m. You cannot book another ride for two hours. And each has to be booked separately. So... Based off of the video, based off of all the videos we've seen, there's only one way you could do more than one ride. Um, this may change by the time we get there. Well, but you can you can book them yeah. within two hours of each other, but it has to be booked. So if you book a five p.m. ride, you still have to wait two hours, but then you can book a four p.m. ride. So you can book them back to back. But again, this goes to the whole flexibility garbage that they're touting. That's not flexibility. That is, you will be here at this time doing this, and then you want to add on to it. And uh, again, for those of you joining, we're talking about our, our upcoming Disney trip and my frustration with this, the, this entire process. So in addition to that, in order for you to do the lightsaber and for you to do the droid, not only is that also an additional price, which in those two cases I kind of get, but those had to be booked as well. So one's at 9 a.m., one's at 5 p.m. So if we get there and at 9 a.m. we go to book Rise of the Resistance and the only one is available at 5 p.m., guess what we don't get to do? Rise of the Resistance? Yeah, so you either stand in line for the whatever two hours that, that was there, two, three, you know, whatever time it is for the, the standby lane, or you don't get to do it. That, that, that's the frustration point for me. Everything has to be scheduled, and that's not flexible, Disney. I don't care what you say. That's not flexible. And the other frustration point for me is I don't want to walk around on vacation with this device in my hand the whole time. You know, we're on vacation. We're kind of trying to get away from this stuff, and you're, you've forced it so that this is kind of your, your guiding light. 
And I know people are going to be out there, oh, well, you don't have to do it. You just walk from place to place. Well, they didn't have to get rid of FastPass either. That was completely unnecessary. I don't know why, why that was an issue. If they have, you know, overcrowding, I don't know how they can have overcrowding when they're forcing people to register for every single day that they have a ticket. So I'm not buying the overcrowding thing. And if that's something that they want to do going forward, they could have easily done crowd control the same way they're doing it now with the cooties. So I, I don't get it and, and I don't buy it. And what I've got up on the screen right now is I got the, the Disney prices for the tickets. And this is the other thing that drives me nuts is now everything is a range. So depending on the time of year that you buy a ticket, you know, that determines how much your tickets are going to cost like airlines now. And you can't, if you want to go during the, a cool time of the year, you know, you're going to pay for it. And it never used to be this way. The uh, individual att uh, attraction selection cost on the right is what someone saw uh, this Disney food blog. This is what they witnessed when they were there. So each one of these rides, you had to pay this individual fee to actually ride the ride. And as you can see, Rise of the Resistance was $15. And this also varies. So these are not set in stone. You could go in and depending on, I guess, capacity or weight line, or I don't know what it's based on, but Remy's Ratatouille Adventure could be anywhere from 9 to $15 or from 3 to $15, according to the documentation I saw on, on Disney's website. So everything here, it's just more and more money. So if you want to go and break this down, and you want to see what this is really doing and you know oh we didn't they didn't raise the ticket prices well before before genie you had four days for four people at two thousand nine hundred forty four dollars now seven hundred thirty six dollars a day now afterwards if you get genie plus so that you don't have, because if you, for those of you that have never been to Disney, it's huge. And I think what they say on average, it takes 30 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. From one ride to the other. So you're wasting 30 minutes already going from ride to ride. And if it's super busy, it might even take longer than that. And if you got to go all the way across the park, forget it. It's going to take you 45 minutes, you know, to an hour and a busy day, I think. So you've got all that time. So if you go to five rides at 30 minutes, that's 150 minutes, you know, so you're almost at two hours and just walking of your day. So if you're there for eight hours, you know, two of it, two, and that's only five rides, like two of you, two of your hours is gone. Um, so the, the genie thing makes sense so that you can get in and off the rides quicker. That's $15 for four people. That's 60 bucks additional per day for that group of four. And then you've got your food, which hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. The tickets haven't changed yet. Uh, but the Genie is an additional 60 bucks. And then you want to, let's say you want to ride two rides that are not on that Genie list. And we picked, I think, uh, Runaway Railroad and Rise of the Resistance. So for four people, it's an additional 96, almost an additional $100. So it's, it, it raises it up to 892 per day, which is an increase from before of $156. Now, everybody's going to say, oh, well, you can wait in the wait line. Well, that's not what we were doing before. Before, we were just going to the ride. You, you got to replace 
you know, you got to have an equal replacement here. So if you're going to say you have to wait in the wait line, then you were waiting in the wait line before, but that's not what we were doing. We were using FastPass. So now FastPass is gone. So the replacement is Genie. So let's, let's be fair here. Okay. We took something away and gave you this, but you have to pay for this. So that's $156 per day increase for this. So now your four days has gone from 2,944 to 3,568. That doesn't include lodging. It doesn't include um, the trip to get there. It doesn't include anything extra, droids, lightsabers, ears, etc. So as a parent, it's just extremely frustrating. And if someone is, and I, I did the calculations on someone that makes 75K a year, that's like nine to 10% of your salary for the entire year. I mean, it's a huge hit and, um, it just, it's just really disgusting with some of the property. Uh, I'm just really unhappy with some of the, the way that Disney's handled some of the IP that they've gotten their hands on. Uh, um, and with the parks themselves, it, it really is not what I, I don't believe it's what Walt intended. I don't think he would be happy with the situation. When he said for everyone, I think he meant for everyone. I don't think he intended for them to, for the Disney board. And I guess that's who I'm most disgusted with because it seems like uh, the board and the CEO, the, the dollar signs are all that matter. And mm -hmm. it, it, it kills me because this is a place that as a kid, I absolutely loved. And I would hope that, you know, you guys would be able to take your kids there when you get older. And if this thing keeps going up the way it is, it's just not going to be realistic. It's, it's just unreal. And uh, Duplo says the mouse wants its money. It is. It's kind of, it's what I'm getting at. It's just, it's just sad. It just is really, really sad. And there, you know, some of this is being blamed on the cooties. I'm not buying it. I think it's a money grab. I really do. I think in a, I think that uh, their IP is overpriced. It has been overpriced for years and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And everywhere you want to buy something that's Disney and it's twice as much as everywhere else. It's, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's, it's hard to, they're going to get to a point where only the upper echelon can afford something that is Disney. Going to Disney is like going to be buying Gucci and it's, it's just disgusting, especially based on what it's actually supposed to be. So what's wrong with FastPass? And that was, that was my initial question when I saw this Genie thing. I was like, okay, so what is wrong with FastPass? It was free. It was more flexible. It's not tied to a device. It doesn't have to be tied to a device. And, and as far as I'm concerned, this Genie app is just absolute trash. You know, like I said, I've been developing applications and software and specifically iOS and mobile software for a long time. And this thing just frustrates me to no end. Um, at least it hasn't really affected Lego Star Wars. But, I mean, it has, but yeah, it hasn't. It has, but it hasn't. So Lego Star Wars, I believe, is more expensive, is the more, one of the more expensive IPs that Lego has, but um, hasn't jumped in price significantly. So I don't see a trickle down there, at least not yet. And I'm hoping that's not going to be the case. But, you know, I don't know when the Lego contract renews for this IP thought it was i know you mentioned year. it before i thought it was either it was so, last year yeah i think yeah, so if it was last year they should have re renewed it for multiple years so we shouldn't see a huge jump I, I wouldn't think either last year or this year yeah so we'll see how that goes um 
but you know, it's just ridiculous. And you know, the more flexibility thing I call garbage on that, it's not more flexible. Is it showing you in this, they've got a feature in this app that is supposed to show you opt-ins. So I type in something, I just as a test, I typed in something that I wanted, and of course it's not available. And then the things that it actually recommends, I, I would not even close to what I would want. Going through that little list of stuff that they, they have you go through and check off a list of your interests and stuff came up and it was just, just garbage. It's nothing that I would want to do. And I get it. It's it's in it's brand new and it's almost like they're using it uh based on some of the reviews I've seen, it's almost like they're using the beta version out in the park and kind of maybe fixing it on the fly. I don't know. Um, but not a fan, not a fan of this at all. I'm not a fan of the prices. And what really, really irks me is even after this, which we're raising the prices $156 a day without saying we're raising the prices $156 a day. Then you see news articles like this talking about they are going to raise the prices of tickets in March of 2022. And they're going to add taxes. They're not taxes, but they're going to add, make it something you have to pay for parking. Oh, yeah. And parking is supposed to, that, I don't know that for a fact, but this one I was able to document. So these prices will go up in 2022. And if you see the, the stupid tiers they have here, um, tier one, no change, tier two. And it also depends on if you buy single or multi-day tickets. So the prices are going up. So add this onto that 156 and you're, you know, you're pushing $175 increase from what you would have done a year ago or two years ago. And then on top of that, and what I didn't put in here is when you buy those individual, those $15 uh, Genie Fast Pass replacements for the day. And I do believe it's for the individual park rides as well i think that's the the genie plus fast lane lightning lane they've they've and that's the other thing too they've taken for somehow they managed to put genie and lightning together to just confuse everybody um and then put genie plus lightning like it, it's just in the article that was written they're absolutely right when they use the language convoluted it is an absolute convoluted mess. And trying to listen to somebody on YouTube explain how this actually works, and it takes them 20 minutes to explain it, that right there should tell you this is wrong. Anybody designing software should be able, you know, when you pick this thing up, and that's why, um, was it WhatsApp and Snapchat and Instagram, and that's why all these apps worked so good out of the box with a very young audience, is because when they picked it up, they didn't have to go and dig through 20 pages of manuals to figure out how to use it. It was very good design, very good UI design, very good usability. And that's not what we have here. This system, this ecosystem that they've built is absolutely convoluted and frustrating. And I don't know why other than money, that's the straight up only thing that makes sense here is this is, to generate more revenue. And why does Disney need to generate more revenue? Has anybody, I mean, anybody made any more money than Disney lately when it comes to entertainment? Is the, is the board that greedy? You know, are they, are they failing in the movies? Are they, you know, are the parks failing? And if so, why? And why don't you address that? Why aren't we making the, the rides more interactive? Why aren't we updating things a little bit faster? You know, why is construction taking so long? Yeah. 
Like, I actually went back to see why Black Spire Outpost at the Star Wars Land was actually Black Spire because something me and my dad talk about a lot is that Tatooine would have literally been like the perfect planet for a theme park. It has everything you would ever need. So, why Black Spire? So I went and found out that they actually intentionally were going to use Tatooine and that they've been developing it for two years. But Kathleen Kennedy apparently told them that Tatooine wasn't a popular planet to younger audiences, which kind of confuses me saying that it was literally like the last you know, to see. But understanding your demographic is extremely important in her role. <laughs> And how do you not know? My, my kids, you and your brother, have known who Tatooine was since you were, where Tatooine was, what it was part of, since you were, what, five, four, five years old? Yeah. Because you were watching Star Wars? I mean, the, the, the prequels didn't kick off Star Wars. The original Star Wars was already there. When the prequels came out, all the kids that were watching the prequels went back and watched the originals. Tatooine. And Tatooine is a big deal. And everybody was familiar with and understood Tatooine, not to mention the fact, you brought this up too, what's on Tatooine? Anakin, Anakin lived on Tatooine. Is the huts, is the pod races, the Millennium Falcon rides, the Mos Eisley Cantina. And if they wanted to add the shops and keep things like the droids and lightsabers, it's Jawas. Exactly. Like the they were all this familiarity within the Star Wars universe, and they threw it out the window and created something new that's not even part of canon. And it makes absolutely no sense to me. I think, you know, sometimes with, with uh, software engineers and developers, there's this, this need and this desire sometimes to over-engineer a solution. And I really think that that was the case here where they had something that everybody could have connected to right away. And I understand there was a lot of excitement about it when it first came out, but now I don't know. I know it's still a draw, but I don't hear the buzz about it like we did before. It didn't last as long as something like Harry Potter. Exactly. Or the Mario Land. Because and we just had, and we just had um, a Star Wars movie mm -hmm. with a, a trilogy. And the, the interest in it has waned, whereas Harry Potter ended how many years ago? Like, and people are still clamoring to go see Harry Potter stuff. So, I don't know. It, it, like I said, I think it was a situation of not just over-engineering, but overthinking and trying to come up with something original that didn't need to be. So now we've got this land that doesn't really exist in the universe, and now we've got to make things fit into it. And I know now that Disney owns the IP, more than likely we're going to see this somewhere pop up, but it, it was unnecessary. Well, uh, you know, first from a Star Wars fan perspective, all you had to do was throw something out there that, that we understood, that we already knew, that we would feel like we were part of something that was in the movies. That's why people go to these things. They don't go to these things to go see something that you just made up on the fly you know, we wanted to see things that were in the movies. I would have loved to have gone to Tatooine. I would have loved to have gone to Hoth or you name it. I mean, granted, the, the Millennium Falcon is there. Great. But, I mean, you could have. That's like going to Harry Potter land, right? Today, I am going to the Harry Potter land but instead to of, see. Yeah, instead of Diagon Alley, you come up with your own thing you, and you, just throw Harry Potter into it. 
Yes, today we are going to go see London. Um, I heard it's a really great place, so no, I'm no, just no, gonna no. Go we're gonna we're gonna Potter, London. we're just gonna throw Harry Potter into New Zealand, or we're gonna throw Harry Potter. I was actually filmed there, parts of it. I thought um, we're gonna we're gonna throw Harry Potter into. Oh no, wait a minute, that was Lord of the Rings. We're gonna throw Harry Potter into. Um, I don't know. I thought there was like a couple. Israel, Afghanistan, there. Germany. You know, you name it. Anything other than Diagon Alley or something that was actually in the movie, it's not Harry Potter. Even if you own the IP, you're. It's not Harry Potter. It's it's something completely different. So. Anyway, that is my gripe of the day, and I know we've been we've been gone for a while, and uh, our first day back, we come and we kind of blow up Disney. But you got to understand, we we like Disney, we we really do, um, and I guess that's why we're so frustrated with this process because there was a freedom in Disney, there was a, a laid back feeling in Disney, there was a, a a fun a fun way of going from ride to ride without having to know what you were going to do next. You'd get off of a ride and you go, okay, where are we going to go now? And we just kind of, you know. You just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. And now it feels this this feeling. In, it's like you have to rush to every single area. You would go to where you wanted to go. If I wanted to go to Space Mountain, I'd go to Space Mountain. I'd insert my ticket. I'd get my Fast Pass. I would do some stuff right around the area. Usually within an hour was when your Fast Pass was, was scheduled for. You'd go back in there. You'd do your thing. You'd go to your next ride. Now, it's like every single thing you have to you have to schedule. It feels very, very non-flexible. I'm sorry, Disney. I absolutely disagree with that. Um, and again, and also having to have my my phone be my guide, you know, I, I don't like that either. I don't want all of us, everybody in the family, with you know, having to deal with their device the whole time we're on vacation. We're on vacation. And they say how it's so amazing how your phone will beep yeah. every time you need to go somewhere. But I wanna... you don't want to be on Spider-Man web slingos and my phone goes off five times yeah. because I'm not going to, like, the Disney, like, Magic Kingdom area or something. I mean, as an adult, I'm on this phone way too much. I mean, I this is what I do for a living. But, uh, you know, the last thing I want is you guys on vacation on the phone. When we go out and we go on vacation, we try to do stuff that doesn't require you to be on your device all day. And there's a reason for that. We're trying to, you know, break free and untether for a little bit. But nope, nope, nope. Disney says, you know what? This is this is how we're going to roll. So that is my soapbox for the day. Hey, Mark, what's up, man? You missed my gripe session. Well, so we got Mark and Duplo. And we also um, earlier we had Zach. And um, so, yeah, what I was getting at was we we do like Disney. I just I miss the old Disney. I, I, wish, I miss the way they used to do things. And I completely disagree with all of this money grab. Um, don't like it at all. So well, we, we've got 21 days. Yeah. So looking forward. I, I am very much looking forward to this trip. If for nothing else that we get to hang out with family, we get to hang out with each other. And um, we'll deal with whatever Disney has to throw at us. But we've been trying to do this for a couple of years now, and it finally worked out to where we could. So I'm grateful that we're able to do it because a lot of people flat out can't. And, um, you know, it's I want to I really do appreciate that we do have the opportunity to do this. But at the same time, not happy, not happy with how 
this the process of getting things set up and trying to organize it, especially when you're trying to deal with family in two different states and you're having to buy tickets and it's, it's just and have to schedule everybody and get them all into the app and yeah, don't like it at all. Not a fan. So moving on. Yeah, let's all, don't try to end this video on a positive yeah, We're going to end this on a positive note. We're going to jump over to some actual Lego. So Aiden has been working on quite a few things over here. Let me switch over. Boom. There you go. So and this is big. I'm going to let you walk through this. I'm not sure if I actually put this on Instagram yet, but. Not yet. This is a Yavin 4 mock. Um, ignore the two microfighters. You've seen these before. But it's just like a simple screen. Hey, put them back for a sec. Okay, I'm going to put them back. It's like a simple okay. room. It's a part of the hangar bay. I'm just going to say that. So it's a part of the hangar bay. Um, you could put your figures on here, your microfighters like I had. It's basically just something you could put for like photos. If you're gonna, if you're into toy photography, you could have your little mini figures blasting at each other or things like that. Now it's only good looking on this side. If you try to go on this side, you see all the abominations. That is how it's put together, but that's why it's always over here. And you've already seen these microfighters, so it's really cool, but there isn't too much to talk about, so I'm going to move over to something more interesting. Little Volkswagen. This I love. Yeah, my dad really likes Volkswagens, so... Well, the Volkswagen van. Yeah, the Volkswagen van. Yeah. So, and that's what this is. It is a simple Volkswagen van. Um, I'm really happy with how this turned out. It was inspired by a couple different builds, but I'm so happy with it. It has a full interior. I'm not sure if I could pick a roof. Yeah, and this is this is a this is a mock. It's not a set. Yeah. Let's see if we can maybe get the roof off. There we go. Being careful, I don't want it to explode on camera, which it. Is trying to. It's trying to, yeah. Stop it. When the roof is on, this thing's very structurally secure, but right as you take that roof off, the walls just decide they're gonna go places. So let's see if I could you can get it closer to the Sorry, I'm just trying to fix this thing. Uh, there um you go. so there's the interior. There's like a little checkered floor, a nice table, like a couch sofa in the back. I'm not sure what you want to call it, but you may notice that there's a little brown pole here. Yeah, what is the pole for? The pole. Oh, so the door? So the door opens. The door movement on this is so cool. So basically it's, I don't know how to get a good angle on this. So if I move that there, you'll see how it's connected by a battle droid arm, a commando droid. Thanks, Mark. And... Basically, what it does is that it gives it that motion that it needs so then it could open and close correctly. And it also makes it so then, like, just for photos, once again, it just makes it look really nice and smooth. 
on the ball outside too. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with this when you brought it downstairs and showed it to me. I was like, that is really cool. And I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to own a VW van, but it has a, a place in my heart because my grandfather had one, my father had one. Um, and I just remember, I, I fondly remember this, this vehicle, except my ours was red. Yeah. So I actually was going to make this in red, but everyone makes it in red. So I wanted to make it in blue. There were, there were different colored ones and for sure. This, I don't have an actual hippie, so I'm using the shell girl from Portal. Um, and I'm putting her inside of there. Which you got the Portal hippie. That's, yeah. that's awesome. She has her Portal gun in the back. Very cool. And you put it in there and... Just in case if you can't reach anything, I made it so then you could easily take off the windows. So if you, like, I don't know, if you lost, like, a minifigure weapon or something in there, you could easily just take it out and then you could put it back in. Just like so. What? No. Oh, okay. You're pointing at something. I was like, oh, no. no. Looking at the time. Okay. 45. So, we, we ranted a lot longer than I thought we were going to. We're at 45 minutes, so we're going to try to keep it to 30, and we just kind of blew that out of the water. In this um, bottom part, it's actually these wheels are in between studs, so I had to use a special piece here. It's um, uh, in between, like, jumper plate almost for the wheels, and that's the only reason it's able to look the way it does. And there are actual Volkswagen printed pieces I did check but I don't have a Volkswagen so I was not able to do that do we go on to the last thing yeah sure go ahead okay so I have been looking for this McLaren for a long time I've always wanted this set it just looks really good in my opinion and I finally got it we were at Target earlier this weekend right yeah this past weekend yeah this past weekend and they had a, a mclaren and the mclaren one yeah had one these mclarens i'm not sure if that's only something here in south carolina but for some reason these things are really rare you can never find them so even at the lego store they had all of them except for the mclaren um but target had one we got it and i took like extreme measures to make sure the stickers were perfectly aligned on every single part. Yeah, it's uh... I put that sticker on backwards. Oops. Ignore everything I just said for the past 15 seconds. Um, I put a sticker on backwards and now I'm sad, but the back of this thing though, makes up for it the, the back looks amazing i was like oh yeah that looks so good i look at the camera i'm like oh <laughs> look at that like, ah. but, oh well i really like the different build designs that are on here i like how they made the doors and the back is absolutely incredible with the exhaust and everything like i absolutely Love this set. Like, all the Speed Champion cars this year have been absolutely amazing. And I cannot wait 
for there to be more of these speed champion sets. And as you probably just saw, yes, there is the the special wrench that comes in every single set. So if you get the complete collection, you might be able to sell all of these for like a hundred dollars. Hey, isn't that Anakin's wrench? Yeah, the Anna wrench. Yeah, that's the Anakin wrench. I call it the Anna wrench. Ah, awesome. And it also does come with a hairpiece, but it's a sports vehicle and she's racing. So I thought the helmet looked more. They also have like an iPod printed piece on the set in the display area. There's like an iPod on there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So that is all we have for today. Yeah. So we are going to say goodbye for now. We will be back, I believe, next week. And we'll be doing some kind of a build, I think. Maybe. Yeah, we're looking at uh, some options. We have, we have, we still have stuff up on the shelf not built yet. It's cute. We, we still have some stuff up there that needs work. So with that being said, we will leave you with this and you have a wonderful week. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs>